The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Here we go. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. My name is Jeremy Wiseman. I'm joined by Jerry Kariah. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Before we jump into everything, Jerry, um, you know, oftentimes in our office, you and I, we're a little bit like ships in the night. Uh, haven't had too much time to chat with you. So how was your week anyway? Week was busy. Um, great meeting some new people. And um, I was invited to speak at a, at a group this week, a group of great individuals um, who are very concerned about the way Canada has progressed or, or I should say um, just uh, has has you know digressed digressed um so it was great to meet the group and um huge interest in precious metals wanted wanted to find out how to get started and how to get gold within their rifts and liras and things like that so i got a chance to um provide the solution that they were looking for so i'm really happy to uh, be able to do that yeah definitely a lot of calls this week with regard to um rsps how does it work and in one of the later segments, we're going to talk about how to win the RSP game. It's something that I've noticed in talking to people because everyone's got advisors, but they don't come to Guildhall with this sense of knowledge about what is the game? How do you win it? What's the goal? So without, without, the, without having the guideposts, how do you know if you're actually winning the game? So stay tuned for that so you'll learn what you need to, to do to, to win the game at, at RSPs, TFSAs, well, actually RSPs, Liras and Lifts and all of those type of things. Um, we're also going to do some talking today on central banks. There's that, it is a topic that we have to follow. Why? Follow the smart money. Central banks are buying gold. We're going to talk about the, the whys of, of central bank buying of gold and hence follow the smart money. Speaking of central banks, we got to take a look at the Bank of Canada. They just raised interest rates and it's more about watching what the actual move is and the narrative they're putting out alongside of it, which there's some crazy, absolutely crazy information that went along with their statement. If you haven't heard it, you want to stick with us uh, to, to find out about that. And of course, uh, not of course, but I had a conversation this week, Jerry, with a client and it, it sparked a conversation about minimum wage and how many hours does a minimum wage earner in Canada have to work hmm. to earn themselves one ounce of gold? <laughs> that's going to open up a topic for us. So stay tuned to that. Last week, Jerry, we talked about the fact that CNBC came out, um, mainstream network, talking about silver going to, to a nine-year high the, uh, at some point this year. And there was really no but in the article. There, Most of the time when you read these articles, there's some sort of but. Mm -hmm. There's some sort of but, you know, be careful. There's always some sort of warning or morality tale that goes along with precious metals. Uh, speaking of that, I'll tell you a quick funny story, Jerry. Uh, there's a book right here. You can see it called The Power of Gold, The History of an Obsession. thought, hey, that's a good title. I got to pick that up, right? Mm -hmm. That's some good clickbait. 
So I start reading it. I'm three chapters in, and I'm realizing the whole thing is a morality tale. It's all this person bought gold and died with it. This person <laughs> couldn't sell their gold or whatever. And it's just tales throughout history of just, you know, people who are, are suckers for being gold bugs. I go, who, the, who, wrote, who wrote this? this? I go to the front. Obsession. And it, <laughs> I go to the front, and it's some some representative or someone who works at the Federal Reserve. Right. I go, yeah, okay, now I sense. get it. Because if you had a if you had a printing press in your backyard, and what would you do with get it? Get to work. You'd get to work buying some physical assets, which again follow the smart money. That's what central banks are doing. But getting back to this article on on CNBC, what did you make of this that? They had no doubts about it, that it's almost they're essentially quietly, this may be the beginning of more, asserting, hey, you might want to get into this market. Mm -hmm. Well, the silver squeeze proved one thing, that there is a finite amount of silver available for all of the promises of silver deliveries in the future. People who got involved in the market were able to see that almost right away. The market got tremendously excited, and it revealed to the LBMA, well, revealed to us that the LBMA was, in fact, panicking, that had this demand continued, they would have run out of silver for delivery. So the demand, and that's what CNBC talked about, the, the, the supply and demand, they, they dropped the fundamental, citing supply shortages, and, uh, and obviously talking about the demand coming from stats from the Silver Institute, um, showing that Voltovic and so solar supply is necessary to continue to drive that industry. So they just dropped fundamentals that we talk about um, all the time here at Guildhall, is when you have lack of supply, huge demand for a finite good like silver, prices are going to go one way, and that's up. So it, 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 was, it was not coupled with any negatives or any fine print, but it was a very sharp... Re revelation that you better be in this market. We want to be on the record of saying it as well to give CNBC some sort of credibility, but um, they were right on. So, so your, your contention is that CNBC had a come to Jesus moment that they're saying they're looking at the fundamentals and saying, we, we can't, we can't deny it anymore. Um, Vince Lancey on, on an, a weekly update on Arcadia economics. He's, he's pretty good. He's, he's got some, some, really good credentials in the background on futures contracts, etc. He does a great job of analyzing all of the different forces that could be at play in the market. Um, and he does he does some charts and things like that. So he was looking at it from a, an interesting perspective. He was looking at it from that in China, the it, because it's a top down economy, they they essentially own gold through their people. Mm -hmm. So they can go out and say, hey, everybody should own a little bit of gold, and then bang, you've, you, you've kind of covered everything. And he, he, he looked at this article and said, since there doesn't seem to be any strings attached to it, that he starts to wonder if it's the beginning of North America starting to tell its citizens it's time to prepare, mm. kind of without telling people it's time to prepare. So get it kind of get the recognition out there, um, get it onto top people's minds, start to kind of get it into Normalize the ether it. that this is a market to be a part of. I notice in precious metals, when we're talking to people, we know, and anyone who's listened to the show knows that 
it's important to have a diversified portfolio in the, in that you have negatively correlated assets gold and silver are negatively correlated to the fiat currency mm -hmm. and so you're you're never truly diversified um, without a hard asset now that said many people come to us with zero so they're going from zero to maybe well over the 15% because they're looking at the everything bubble bursting and they say, I need high ground, I need my, my safety, I need my raft, uh, I need my, my bridge. Yep. And gold and silver are, are providing that. And then we kind of move into it with an understanding that one day you'll probably sell two thirds, three, qu three quarters, and get it back down to that 15% in the precious metals. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the psychology, especially for those people who don't have any precious metals for the first time, or they're looking at this market for the first time. They're seeing the bubbles bursting. They're seeing the inflation. All of the things that um, once made sense are just, you know, just breaking, you know, breaking in front of their eyes and seeing the portfolio losing, you know, 20, 30 percent some over the course of the last two years. Um, people rush into this market you know, defying the 15% threshold, as you mentioned, and, you know, rightfully so. I think, you know, I echo the sentiments of um, Egon von Greyers from Matterhorn Asset Management in Switzerland, operating and managing portfolios of high net worth clients um, who are holders of gold, physical, outside of the banking system, and they do this primarily to protect themselves. And then they're not selling. The idea would be to sell when things get back to somewhat normalcy, because there is nowhere else to park your wealth. You've worked so hard, you've amassed this wealth, you've amassed this generational wealth that was passed on to you from, from your, you know, your loved ones, your family members. They worked very hard for that. They, they fought to get that, to get your wealth to you know, generate some income and generate prosperity. We're supposed to steward that. We have to steward that wisely and in the face of many, many bubbles. You have bubbles bursting before our eyes. My eyes are on the Bank of Japan. That thing is sizzling hot. And that will trickle into every single institution, every asset class. And you want to be outside of that destruction when it happens. So rightfully so, people are going hand over fist. The demand is through the roof. And um, this is this is ultimately about protecting your wealth while positioning positioning yourself for what CNBC calls a great year in silver, great year in gold. We're going to see that uh, play out within the next year, three years, five years, ten years. And you know, when you're diversifying into a hard asset like precious metals, which is real money, by the way, I think of Exter's pyramid, and you say people are going to grab for different versions of what they think is safety and what they think is money, and they're going to realize they've gone from raft to raft that has holes in it. They need the real solid stuff, and only physical gold and silver can provide that uh, zero counterparty risk, which is so important, that sovereignty that you need. And so that's something to consider. And you just mentioned Japan. You know, nobody's watching Japan that closely. When this, when it starts to unravel, it's going to come from places that you didn't know existed. Not that people don't know Japan exists, but I'm saying you're not going to know where it came from. It could be something completely uh, innocuous. So it's good to be prepared. It's good to think about getting to that 15%. How do you do it? You give us a call, one silver The website, 
guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. Stick with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show, the number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about ways to protect survive and thrive during these uncertain economic times and certainly feels like we're hurtling towards a brink. Um, some may say a precipice, if you will, Jerry. And on that note, we've often talked about uh, having your popcorn ready. Tell us about the new product that's coming. I'm glad you brought that up, Jeremy. So we have the one-ounce Burton Morris Pop. MTB is just releasing the one-ounce silver coin. It's actually shaped like a a box of popcorn. Enjoy this. Enjoy this while you we witness um, everything play out. What we're seeing, everything is just firing away at uh, at us regarding central banks and the pan- panicking at the central banks. So we got to grab our popcorn and watch this thing play out because if you have precious metals, you're protected and you're watching the show and you're enjoying it. So enjoy the show with this popcorn. You got to get this. Guys, this is the one-ounce silver coin. It looks like a box of popcorn, and it's uh, it's 2,500 mintage, so there's only about 20, yeah, 2,500 of these in circulation. It's been released. It's Swiss, and it is by um, the artist, cult, pop culture artist, Burton Morris. So um, you, you want to get this, and it's a beautiful. It's, it looks like an Andy Warhol painting, um, and his works are just bold, and they animate, animate everyday objects to create uh, statements of pop culture and what a perfect statement for our pop culture here in in getting a a orville redenbacher popcorn <laughs> popping in our office yeah it's like the 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 great the great financial awakening or the great financial unraveling depending right. on which side you're on and um, when when are we expecting those do you know should be coming in a couple of weeks yeah we'll have them in a, a few weeks so just kind of wanted to give you a sense of a preview of that Okay, Jerry, we talked, uh, we, we mentioned in the last segment, um, I was having a conversation with a client and he said, he said, Jeremy, I got to tell you this. I was thinking about this. He said, so this client, when he, I guess he was a teenager, he had a part-time job making pizza at, at a fair, uh, you know, something like that. And he was getting paid $3 and 50 cents an hour, minimum wage. And he said at the time, uh, gold cost $40 an ounce. So that was 11 hours worth of his, of his effort, of his value. So he said, okay, let's look at today's, today's minimum wage. It's $15, right? I don't know, 15, 15, 50. Um, at today's price, it would take 186 hours not 11 hours like, like this person from 11 hours to 186 hours of work of your hard labor which once upon a time only took you 11 so that's you know if you're a part-time worker that's a third of your your time you know or one week's wage maybe now you're looking at at weeks like over a month to be able to buy 1 ounce of gold what does that say to you about the value of the Canadian dollar time it just reflects losing time and when you have time as a result of the loss and diminishing or 
des- you know, be- having our currencies being decimated, we're losing time here. Time is of the essence. And you are valuable, our work is valuable, and you want to work wisely. And you also want to invest wisely. You want to park your money where it's going to appreciate and not depreciate in value in the face of the stealth. Who would have known we need to now buy, you know, work two jobs and take another third job and drive Uber at nights. And all of this, we're getting stretched thin because they have stretched our loonies extra thin. We're almost transparent with the loonie. If you see the, you know, what the central banks are talking about, the attack on our currency has gone along too far. And, you know, it's very sad that it takes, you know, how many hours? 120, what do you say? 108? 186. Hours. Hours. That is ridiculous. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. I didn't, I didn't think of it in terms of, of what you just said, in terms of the time it's robbing you of. But it's true. It's robbing you of your, your labor. It also says how well gold has done to protect that labor. To me, it, it demonstrates the stealth nature of inflation, that it just over the years, slowly taking away 5 six seven percent a year and all of a sudden you're behind all of a sudden the country feels destitute right and then you wonder why there's why the crime's up okay they let people out of jails but why they're they're not being tough but why is crime up why why are people using food banks why is all this happening is it just because energy prices magically went up no there's there's specific reasons for it and you've devalued the currency who got rich is is the question because the majority of people have not based on that currency and you know hey listen uh pierre polyev credit to him he's doing a great job of educating people on that but uh, again this comes down to the quality of life that's being provided because of the currency and then uh, ironically the people who have who are on middle wage middle wages sorry minimum wages tend to have this this uh, urge to ask the government for help when it was them who caused this issue. Mm-hmm. I always find that interesting. It's like, we need more housing. Well, uh, the government caused the housing bubble. Uh, they didn't have to drop rates for 11 years and, and push the market up. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the banks didn't have to participate in predator lending. People go to the bank and say, Government, uh, the bank will lend me eight hundred thousand. I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's okay. No, not at all. It's, but people just, hey, if the bank says it's okay, they they've done the homework. They're the conservative ones. We don't live in that Canada anymore. We don't mm-hmm. live in the Canada of three dollars and fifty cents an hour. What's the point? My point is, is that we have to do something to protect ourselves against this. And clearly, the performance of physical gold over the last couple decades has shown it's going to do the job. I think this dovetails nicely into the game of mm-hmm. RSPs. But any last thoughts on this? Well, my thought would be just to get started. I mean, if you have been waiting for um, you know, something to happen, we're seeing it happen. We're losing time because of this inflation. It's very stealth right now. It's not stealth. We're seeing prices going up through the roof, and this is just going to continue. So I just want to encourage people, if you have been following the news, following the markets, and you're listening to the show and you have not gotten gotten started yet, get in touch, get the investor kit, and find out what works for you and how we can tailor something, a solution for you, and protect your wealth, protect your purchasing power now. It doesn't matter if you have hundreds of thousands of dollars or tens of thousands or a few thousand. It doesn't matter. 
you want to get into something that has tremendous value, has top side potential, and will protect your wealth. So I encourage you to get in touch. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're definitely happy to have conversations with you about how to get started. Let's talk about the game of registered accounts. You ever uh, get uh, do your do your taxes, Jerry, and um, you get a call from the accountant or an email that says um, you owe taxes. Oh yeah, the dreaded the dreaded you owe taxes. Yeah. You know, and hey, if it's a, a few hundred dollars, you kind of go okay, fine, great. Anyone that's been slapped with a large one, where you owe anything north of a few thousand dollars, the feeling at least when I had that experience, was, why? Why did I give that away? I could have put that exact amount of money into my registered account, and it's at least mine. And I worked so hard to get that. (laughs) Yeah. What are they going to do with it? (laughs) Right? So that's that's the first thing. Understanding that we're going to defer the taxes in the registered account, and we're going to... It's not going to the government. We're keeping it with ourselves. Now... Here's the game. First, avoid avoid the, the tax as much as you can, if you can afford it, et cetera, right? Like if you're in a lower tax bracket, maybe it's not necessarily something that needs to work for you. Maybe you could do a TFSA. Talk to your advisor. What I want to talk about is how you win this game. And the game is, once you've put your money into a, t- into an, a registered account, the clock is ticking. We've talked about time just a few moments ago. The clock is ticking over the next... 15, 20, 30 years that you're going to have your your funds in this registered account, you need to beat inflation. That is the number one priority of the game. Now, if the government says inflation's at 2%, sorry, that's not the truth. It was running at 7. They were saying it was 2. That's a negative real-world return of 5. Mm-hmm. Just as an example, gold is up... 370% over the last 20 years, okay? I want to just kind of put that there and leave it for a moment. You need to beat inflation. Yes, the last year was very high, 15%, I would say. Mm-hmm. This year is going to be equally high. At some point, it's going to start coming down, probably because of we need energy prices, right? They need to find energy somewhere, open the key, uh, the key pipeline, right? These type of things. But Beat inflation. So if we say inflation's running at 100% every 10 years, that means every 10 years you need to, you need to double your money. Mm-hmm. Now, if you can double your money, that means today I've got 100000 in my registered account, and in 10 years I want to be able to buy the same amount of goods. And if that means I need $200,000 in the account, so be it. Right. Great. If we can make that the first accomplishment, you're already won the game. Finally... When we remove the funds, when it converts to a RIF, and you're, you now are being taxed on the income, add 30%. So over a decade, you need to be making 130% gain over, a two, and we're estimating inflation, 100% a decade here. Over a 20-year period, you need 230%. Over a th- 30 years, you need 330, call it 350. Gold and silver, by the way, have completely done that. Now, if you can do that, happily pay your taxes. That's right. I pay, not won. only did I retain, my, retain all of the money I earned, all of it, and beat it, now I've got profit, 
profit gives you options. Mm -hmm. Maybe I decide to take some out early and I don't care. I'll pay the, I'll pay the withholding tax. I made the money. Mm -hmm. Beat inflation. Get over the hump of the income tax. You kept the money. I, I think of this, you know, building a snowman. If I keep taking away that little snowball and handing pieces off to it, I'm never going to get to a big snow pile. Right. I'm never going to get to a big boulder because I'm giving it away good for visual. no reason. You've got to keep it for yourself. You have a big, big pie. Who cares about giving a big, uh, what would be equally sliver sliver to, the, to whoever right. as your income tax. You're a bigger player. That's You're right. a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Congratulations. Those are the rules of the games, guys. Beat inflation. Get over the hump of the income tax you're going to have to pay when you when the funds get out when you're in your when you're in your 70s or you retire at 65 or slightly earlier and that's it. Does gold do it? I believe it will do it. Mm -hmm. You know, we can run the numbers in the next segment, Jerry. Why don't we do that? Let's, Let's do run it. some some numbers of can you do it holding physical gold and silver and again, not 100% gold and silver, but what could it do over the next decade or two decades? We have to go through that. Let's do it. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. It's The Real Money Show on AM640. Stay tuned. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number, one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We're talking about winning the RSP game, making sure that you are holding assets that perform enough to beat inflation. What is inflation? It's simply the government printing money, creating money, zeros on a computer screen, ones and zeros on a computer screen. Um, as Gerald Salente says, it's not worth the paper it's not printed on. We use the example of just how much it takes how many hours at minimum wage it takes to buy an ounce of gold because our purchasing power has been diminished so much. It also reminds me of a story, Jerry. I, I had a, a, um, uh, an acquaintance who managed a, um, managed a firm, uh, uh, one of these um, uh, finance companies you, you join, you know, they give you a, a six, 7% return every year, that mm -hmm. kind of thing, like pretty conservative. And uh, after the financial crisis in 2008, you know, this was years on. I said, how, how did you do? How did your clients fare? I said, it took five years, but we got to break even. Hmm. And I remember thinking, well, at 5% inflation every year, your clients are actually still down 25%. Mm -hmm. Nominally, they have the money in there, right? So we think about what Greenspan said. Hey, we'll always pay our debts. We just can't guarantee the purchasing power mm -hmm. of the dollar when we do. And you just lost five years. And you just lost another, yeah, you've lost five years and you're still down 25%. So you're still, you're still running up that hill. This is the game. The game is if you don't understand, and I don't know why advisors, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, email us, you know, put the comments in YouTube. Advisors don't tell you this. They don't say, here's the, here's the rules. Beat inflation. Beat the 30%. 40% income tax that you're going to pay at the end, and you're a winner. Mm -hmm. How hard is it? Let's run the numbers. Can gold double from 1950 an ounce? Could it go up to $4,000 over the next decade? Yes. When you have inflation in this 
this has, um, you know, I'm going to bring up stagflation right off the bat. We have entered into an era of stagflation, one that mimics the 1970s and 80s. And again, what did gold do during this period? This was a decade long of low, low growth, high inflation, high interest rates, bad environment for anything paper related, bonds, stocks. What did gold do during this period? And we are inter we are we have entered into that. Inflation will continue, and the central banks have lost control. Gold went up over eight hundred percent. If you need on one hundred percent, you need to double your money. Well, you're getting eight eightfold for gold in the seventies. Uh, during the seventies and eighties, it peaked in the eighties in the nineteen eighties, and two thousand ounces in nineteen eighty of silver could buy yourself an average house in the U.S. And this is a cyclical market. This is, these are cyclical ratios, the silver to real estate index, silver to, gold, silver to gold ratio. How many ounces to buy a house today? Do you any, any idea? Today, without the calculator. Let's say um, 1.5 million. What's, what's silver in Canadian dollars? Let's say 30, 25, 30, 50,000. 50,000 ounces. So that's, a, that's today's silver to gold ratio at 80, 80 to 1. What did silver do during this period? Silver went up 1,100%. So having silver, a portion, a sliver of your portfolio pie in the player of silver or gold, you know, don't hate, don't hate the player, hate the game. This is the game that we're playing. You want to, you know, beat the game of the RSPs. Choose the right player to play this game. And that would be gold and silver in this time of stagflation, plus participation. When you have markets... You know, coming in from the inverse pyramid of extras pyramid, when you have all of those de derivatives and you have all of those investments, um, that's what in extras pyramid pointed out. When the credit system is expands, most money flows to the top of the of the pyramid. When you have all that stimulus, all the everything went up to the derivatives and and these risky assets. The increasingly speculative and liquid investments those are. But when the credit system comes under pressure, as as it is doing today, and debt cannot be repaid. The items at the top of that reverse, that inverse pyramid get sold, and the money flows to the bottom items. And the bottom of extras pyramid is gold, and at the very tip is your silver bullet, silver bullion. And when you get into that market, when you have just 1.5% of all global assets jumping into gold, supply and demand, economics 101, we're going through the roof, and I do believe that silver and gold will out, outperform the performance of gold during stagflation 70s and 80s. I still think that the people that are coming in today are still in the savvy category. They're, they're the ones who rightfully so should have a little bit of panic in them of I need to protect myself, I need to undigitize my wealth, I need to unsubscribe from the fiat currency and get my protection and have that taken care of and be prepared. Yes. Down the road there's going to be a whole bunch of people who just, you know, meandered Pollyanna-ish, closed their eyes, put the head in the sand, hoped for the best, and um they're going to come panicking. There's and and the big boys are going to come panicking too. Speaking of big boys, um oh, we didn't go into uh by the way if gold could go higher. Gold could go higher. It could go fantastically higher mm -hmm. of course it also means that the dollar's worthless but if the dollar's worthless then gold is priceless so whether it goes to four thousand eight thousand gold uh ten thousand or in infinite it doesn't really matter because you're protecting against a currency that's obviously worthless and that's all you point. have to do is go back to how many minimum wage hours does it take to buy an ounce of gold to really start to get that and understand it 
but the big boys are getting in and the central banks are getting in. Why, why such a almost panic on the part of central banks? You were, just before the show, Jerry, you mentioned it, could it possibly be because gold is now a tier one asset? Well, that's it. Um, just reminding the people that you know, back in March 20, 29, 2019, gold bullion became a tier one capital asset. And this is um, coming in from the Basel Committee for Bank Supervision, the BCBS, making gold, uh, turning it in from a tier three capital asset to tier one asset. So, you know, gold is often criticized by Wall Street and Bay Street as being this kind of useless investment. But it's not useless when it comes down to what collateral can be at the bank. And that's that's the whole point here. When that happened in 2019, all the gold guys were like, wow, this is it. We're, we're heading into something major. Because at that time, the repo markets were showing, rearing its ugly head. We are we seeing overnight liquidity markets happening. happening. And, you know, right now, that this, what, this hap- what happens is, is that these, this committee in 2019 realized that something needs to be done. We need good collateral. Why? Because this, there's an imbalance of debt to collateral. This is what's happening. And it's impacting the ability of banks to make loans to their customers. It also, and for central banks to make loans to commercial banks. And for shadow banks to be funded by the ov- overnight repo market. Hence, the growth of gold as a collateral asset to, he- to debt-heavy markets is in the, in the cards. And we're seeing a, a move for central bank buying like we've never seen before the last year and a half, two years in central bank buying. There is a reason because the upcoming massive debt rollover and collapse of faith in traditional collateral values, gold is that core banking asset. Gold is that new backstop for debt, for currencies, and bank equity capital. Remember, Canada has no gold, and that was a huge message this week right after the Bank of Canada, the Bank of Canada's announcement. And we'll get right into that in the next segment, the number one eight seven seven eight silver the website, guildhallwealth.com. We'll be right back. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome back to The Real Money Show. You should know the number by now, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, you should know it by now, guildhallwealth.com. Get in touch. We're happy to talk to you about how you can get into some physical precious metals and show you how to get started. And we'll take you through the process step by step. Hold your hand, especially with registered accounts. It's something that we specialize in at Guildhall. And it's such a unique vehicle to be able to own physical precious metals in a registered account held in a, a vault facility outside the banking system. Truly prepared truly prepared for anything as you were talking about the central bank there jerry i was thinking will gold save the system or will it save you if the system collapses i think either way you win but i'm curious if central banks are really acquiring it because the system is going to roll over in other words can it be saved or are we waiting for for a full collapse of it and they're the ones at the table which in some ways doesn't make them our friends. They're the ones at the table making the next rules. Well, the reason, I mean, we're seeing they're buying gold to protect themselves. Um, We haven't seen purchases in gold and silver by central banks like this since um, 1967. Um, 
they are obviously there to you know create reserves to protect themselves against what has been happening with their currencies. But when you bring the gold back into the market, you re you restore the currency, but it also re restores almost credibility in these central banks because they're now they now have a they have to temper their spending. They can no longer print at will. So it does fix the central bank's activities. But we do know the birth of central bankism really did come from nefarious sources, from you know, from communism and things like that. The manifesto. But with uh, with when you peg your system to gold, you refrain, you keep a restraint on the on the elasticity of your of your currency. So it does. We'll see how this plays out. But we're seeing it play out um, very rapidly. This, there is an acceleration towards gold, towards central banks, towards um, backing up the currencies. And this is what gold and silver does, what gold has done for thousands of years. It's been that currency, and whenever there is a structural uh, reform in, in the financial system, it restructures with the gold. And that is, you know, we don't know, necessarily need to know exactly how things will play out and what will happen first, but it will Gold will be involved. Gold will have a, have a front seat, and it will be the solution. Um, let's go to um, Gold Telegraph and see. It's been a while since we've we've gone to Gold Telegraph and see what they're talking about these days. Um, uh, it's a great place to to get some info. They're on they're on Telegram. They're also on Twitter. They're saying uh, here here's one from uh, last week. Jamie Dimon of J.P. Morgan says the government shouldn't play games games with the debt ceiling. I wish J. J and then they say <laughs> I wish J.P. Morgan never played games with the precious metals industry, which is funny because I was listening to to something with um, Craig Hemke, and um, just you know the constant understanding of the that he does and to learn about the games that they've played on the Comex. The, the result of it, though, is that really something majorly changed in March of 2020. And there was a blow up. And ever since then, it has been drained. And whatever smoke and mirrors they were using to keep the scheme alive ha has been in a failing mode ever since. And that can only be good things for us down the road. I don't think we need to depend necessarily no. on an exchange imploding for the price of gold to move much, much higher. Because look, gold's gone from 250 to 1950, and the COMEX has been around that entire time. So they're not doing the the, the, the best of jobs. Um, countries are talking about combining currencies while they are stockpiling gold and working on central bank digital currencies. They ask the question, is the writing on the wall? Let, very quick, Jerry, we don't have too much time, but central bank digital currencies, yay or nay, are you scared of them? Are they going to be able to implement them? I'm on the no side. I say, who's going to have, who, if the central banks fail and the currency fails, who's going to give credibility to these guys to give them the power to have a central bank currency? Good point, good point. If the central bank digital currency is just like a fiat, like their fiat currency 2.0, then I don't want it. However, if it is backed up with gold, then you know it's something to be entertained. It's something that you know will provide uh, transparency, will build trust, confidence, and that's what's going on in the world. When you had Russia kicked off the SWIFT system, they pivoted. They pivoted towards gold, and trade went on. Trade continued, and the, the move is on. You know, the move is away from the SWIFT system. So ultimately, the SWIFT has to go, 
and you know it's been a slow uh, slow method of transferring money we know we've known this it, it needs to be upgraded we need a more honest and transparent way of transacting so we'll see how that goes the bank of another one from uh, from gold telegraph the bank of canada says the federal government is working on legislative legislative changes that will allow the central bank to temporarily retain profits to cover losses. And by the way, they own zero gold. This comes from the Bank of Canada statement. Jerry, they've raised uh, interest rates, obviously slowing, right? They're, we still haven't seen the full effects of what's happened with the, rise, with the raising of the rates. But now they've come out and said, well, listen, we want to put in some legislations that will we'll retain the profits on paper. So if there's losses, we're, we're kind of covered. It, it makes zero sense. How do they do that? Well, this is why we're speculating as to how they're going to retain profits and what, what legislative changes does the bank of, uh, does the federal government have to implement, not the, federal Reserve, not the Bank of Canada? What does the, the government of Canada have to do? What changes? to retain profits amid losses. Now, we, we were seeing all central banks pretty much losing money from the Bank of Sweden, Swiss National Bank, Federal Reserve, European Central Bank, Bank of Canada now, huge failures across the world. How are they going to retain profit? What are they going to do? We do know that Bill, Bill C-15 was put into place, which is a law regarding bail-ins. Are they going to retain profits through deposits? We don't know. I'm not speculating that they will or will not, but the writing is there. You can go into it and review it for yourselves. And there's some other speculation. If you go down in the chat on the Gold Telegraph page, some suggest that it could potentially be a nationalization of gold mines. They did cite that they own zero gold. Bank of Canada is, is, is literally worthless, and they own no gold. So can they nationalize a mine? Legislative changes. We'll see what happens. That's, gold is important here. That's what we talk about. We've talked about that on our show. They Someone obviously was listening to The Real Money Show, and they've <laughs> stolen our idea. Look, it, it's wizardry. It's alchemy. It's complete BS. You can avoid reality. You can't avoid the consequences of avoiding reality. Gold is reality. Silver is reality. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, thanks to all our, our, our uh, customers from the weeks, and, and we just enjoy uh, all of the conversations we have as is the conversation you and I have had today, Jerry. The number one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. Till next week, it's The Real Money Show on AM640. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.